let's shift into wellness. Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Amber Patchla, health coach, essential oils educator, wellness advocate, and lover of life. In this podcast, we will touch on all things wellness and journey together to become our healthiest and strongest selves in body, mind, and spirit. Join me and my amazing guests every week as we discuss all things health and wellness and how you can take steps to be a happier and healthier version of you. I'm so happy you're here. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Shift Into Wellness. Thanks so much for being here again today. I hope everybody's doing great. Happy November. It is an absolute blizzard here in Collingwood today. I'm talking total winter wonderland. I don't know if it's going to last, but man, oh man, is it snowing. I think winter is here. Winter is here. Uh, today's episode is an, I've, is another one on sort of on mindset, um, which is a topic that I love and I love to, um, read about it, listen to about it on podcasts, talk to people about it. And today I'm interviewing Chris Swale, who I've known since high school. We played field hockey together. We snowboarded together back in the day. And then as life has it, you just, you know, sort of lose touch and go your separate ways. But we've followed each other on social media, um, which is kind of one of one awesome things about social media is you can you can stay in touch with people more so than you probably would have back in the day. And I've been following her her journey a little bit and she is a she now is a health and mindset coach sorry a health and life coach who works on mindset and she has her own podcast and her podcast is called a little bit better and i think it's a fantastic podcast her episodes are sort of short and sweet Um, they're always full of really great and uh, information and helpful tools and Uh, In her words, um, the podcast explores how mindset and small steps can lead to big results, happiness, and less stress in our lives. She says the podcast is perfect for busy, ambitious people who have goals and dreams but feel stuck and overwhelmed and need help achieving their goals or simply how to live a happier, better life or version of themselves. She examines the cause and effects of our thoughts, our actions and inactions, our habits, and how they relate to how we live our lives. Pretty fascinating stuff. So today I brought her onto the podcast to talk to us about exactly all of those things. Taking small steps to achieve big goals, uh, habits, making and breaking habits, how habits can affect Uh, your goals, and also excuses. Excuses, mm, it's it's a topic, (laughs) and it's something that is worth talking about. So I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. I hope you get a lot of takeaways from it. I think you will. Um, Of course, I'll attach all Chris's information in the show notes. 
And I would love, love, love your feedback um, and to hear what you think about all of this or if you've, um, you know, tried any of the tools that she mentions or uh, if you if you're feeling stuck and, and found that um, listening to this kind of gave you a nudge in the right direction, reach out anytime. I'd love to talk. Enjoy today's episode. Hi, Chris. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Amber. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, my pleasure. It's so great to see your face after so many years. And, uh, you know, I've started, well, we've followed each other on social media for a while. And I've just really, once I got into podcasts, I remember that you were doing one and I really love um, your podcast. And I talked about it a bit in the introduction already. Uh, So I just knew I wanted to talk to you on my own podcast because, it's got a lot, mindset's got a lot to do with health and wellness. So I really appreciate you being here today and agreeing oh, to this. Awesome. Thank you so much. I'm so pumped to be here and truly honored. Amazing. Thank you. So Chris, uh, I always get people just to tell us a little bit, a little bit about themselves. So tell us about yourself and your background and what led you to where you are now being a, a health and life coach. Yeah, sure. Um, so I am a certified health and life coach. Um, I am a lifelong learner. I, so I, it's, you know, I've spent my life kind of bouncing around a lot because if something interests me, I want to know more about it. So mm. I go after it. Um, I'm a mom to three kids. Um, and then I guess like everyone, you know, life is full of all the things, ups, downs, and, um, mm-hmm. moments that you kind of go WTF and try to figure out later. Mm. Um, and, uh, you know, circumstances that are beyond your control and all these past experiences just shape who you are. And um, I guess with my journey into life coaching and health coaching, um, I, I realized at a point that I was not feeling happy and that something had to give. And, you know, mm. I, I don't think that's unique, but, um, mm-hmm. but, you know, like we all reach it at a different a point or if we reach that, we reach it at a different point. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and mine was, you know, it was filled with, I think on the outside, it looked like I had this really great life, you know, like you're like, you've got a job, you're living like, you know, in this, in the city, mm-hmm. like uh, downtown going out and you've got three kids, you know, life should be great. But it, like, I, I don't know, something wasn't, wasn't there. And um, I realized I was feeling pretty miserable. Mm. Um, but then when I realized that I shamed myself because you go through that whole, well, you should feel happy. Mm-hmm. Look at all you had. You're better off than other some other people, and you know. So, and that does not help the situation. So, mm-hmm. um, it actually just made me feel more miserable. And, um, you know, I I recently found out. I'm not sure if you do um, that. I have ADHD. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and I only found that out a year ago, just over a year ago. And um, I had already started my coaching journey, but. I think if, it, if I had known that before, I think it would have helped a lot of my emotional and mental battle, battles and challenges um, mm. because I just, I, I, I was so angry at myself for not being able to fit in the way that other people could fit in before. Um, things that were really easy for other people were hard for me. And so a lifetime of mm. all these kinds of experiences and, you know, they, they just build up and they become who you are. And unfortunately they, I mean, they can become, they can help shape you in a really great way, but then they can also do the opposite, which is hold mm. you back. And, um, you know, you can engage in these um, 
behavior patterns of negative self-talk. And I think I was really there. Mm. And um, yeah, and I like, you know, so I turned to the help, the self-help industry. I honestly, I have so many books. It's embarrassing. <laughs> You're it's, not it's, alone. I, right? It's, it's so ridiculous how many I have. And probably at least half I've never even cracked the cover. Mm-hmm. Um, and because they didn't work. And um, I had heard about life coaching, but I'm not going to lie. I was really skeptical about it. Mm-hmm. But eventually just decided to give it a go. So I listened to a podcast and it really piqued my interest. I was really curious about it. So I listened to a few more and then I started to apply some of the techniques and they worked <laughs> and I was blown away. So was that Brooke Castillo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> and I was completely obsessed with her. And um, yeah, so it started my journey first on myself. And mm-hmm. then because I was seeing these results in my life, I knew, finally, I knew this is what I want to do. I'd been bouncing around, like I said. Mm. Oh, maybe I can, you know, I I used to work um, in telecommunications. I worked in magazine publishing, and then I taught borrower classes. (laughs) You know, I I did graphic design. You know, I just jumped around everywhere. So um, I found this. It felt like purpose. It felt like something that was meaningful to me. I could see the changes in my life. I felt happier. I felt motivated. I felt I could feel that this was it. Yeah. and so I decided I needed to get certified. So I did that. And, great. you know, it's still a journey. I'm still helping myself. And this is yeah. what I think is so great. It's, I'm just like, it's like cheating. Like, it's not, but you know what I mean? I get to do something I love while still really. And you're really, practicing what you're preaching, right? Yeah. And still benefiting myself and benefiting others. And for me, that's, mm. that's what makes me tick. So I don't know if that was very long, but. No, that's, no, that's perfect. That's, uh, I think that that's, that's sort of what seems to be a theme that comes up because definitely it was the same with me where I made these changes and I wanted to share and I knew that I know that I can help people, right? And and mm-hmm. for people to understand that, yeah, it takes work, but it's not as hard as you think it is. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. Okay, fascinating. Thanks, Chris. So your podcast a little bit better along with your coaching practice. It guides people. I love that it it guides people to take small steps to achieve bigger goals, or at least that's something that you talk a lot about. Mm -hmm. Can you talk to me a bit about this? I love this concept. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, we just talked about our uh, self-help book. Yeah. Um, (laughs) You know, uh, 4A. And I just read this morning um, in preparation, preparing for this podcast um, because I hadn't looked the stats up for a while. Um, And I just read this morning that I think it said um, by the year 2027, the self-help and personal development um, market Mm -hmm. is going to be worth over $56 billion. I heard something similar to that recently. Yeah. It's just mind blowing. Yeah. Right. And so why? Because people want to make changes in their lives, right? Mm -hmm. And clearly it's not working or, you know, there isn't this one fix that is working or else, you know, there wouldn't be millions of different books and people trying and failing and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and so what it came down for me in when I had discovered life coaching and I was doing this myself Um, In fact, I got really picky about my training facility too, because I had 
come up with this theory that I realized in myself was that I needed to slow down and pause, look at what I wanted to do. And then I had to find a very intentional way of doing it. And it had to be small steps. Mm. Because, and this is where I think the disconnect is in the self-help industry and the uh, personal growth or development industry, because people have the dream and we yeah. want it now as soon as we decide you know if it's way less so you wanted to lose 20 pounds right? I want to lose those pounds now yeah mm -hmm. and so we try to do things to get to that end result really quickly instead of being more uh, instead of being slow and deliberate about it and that's why we fail because when you take big leaps it requires willpower um because when you don't have a habit of doing something, you have to have the energy and the brain power to force yourself to do it. It's, it's mm. not an automatic behavior mm -hmm. that comes easily and naturally. And so when you take things into small steps, you can just take it little by little and you can train yourself to adopt and create the habits that are actually going to take you towards that end goal. Mm -hmm. And I, I guess the disconnect is, um, that, like I said, we, like, we want to get it now. And, and so what happens is we get so overwhelmed if it feels like a really big goal um, that we either don't even take any steps and we sit there and all of a sudden it's mm. months and years, mm -hmm. even decades later, and we still have this goal and we haven't come any closer to achieving it. And then we're feeling really crappy about ourselves because of it. We're feeling yes. like life's going by and we're missing out and everybody yeah. else is doing the thing and we're not. Um, whereas if we just take small steps, we'll like, we will get there faster. We'll get there mm -hmm. and faster than if we just throw ourselves all in and try to do it on willpower alone. So those small steps, would you like, do you, do you recommend that people lay them out ahead of time or do you make like, make those goals sort of individually? Like, okay, I'm going to take this small step. Once I achieve that, I'm going to decide what the next one is. Or do you, would you lay it out almost like a ladder? Yeah. So, I mean, there's a little bit of both, but generally um, what I do with my clients is we, we name the big goal. And, and I also just want to say, I think that sometimes when I talk about this, people think that means, oh, you can't dream big. And <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. no, you have to stay small. And it's not about staying small. It's about taking small actions so you can be as big as you want to be. Exactly. And um, so what we do is we we put that big goal down. What is that big goal? No holds bar, right? Like dream away. Do not worry about the how. Do not worry about the when, if possible. And just what like what is the what <laughs> and um and so once you've got that big goal um and the reason why we write the goal is because a lot of times people have a goal but it's actually quite vague and you mm -hmm. can't get somewhere if you don't even know where you're going <laughs> mm -hmm, right mm -hmm. so um so I asked I asked people to be very specific about that goal what does it look like what does it feel like like how do you know when you have achieved it mm. so we really have this concrete image of what their goal is um, and then from there, we can break it into um, sections. And um, so what types of things do I need to do? And again, we do not worry about the order. Mm -hmm. We just write down everything that we know about what might need, might need to happen. And I okay. might because yep. sometimes we're wrong, but we're just, it's sort of like a brain dump and a brain dump is a, another exercise I do. Um, 
but this is a very specific one towards the goal. Mm -hmm. And then we always leave a, a space for the, I don't knows because mm -hmm. we don't want to pretend that there are things that we don't know because those are the things that then derail us later. Mm. So we, we, we put a circle there. I, I usually do it as a circle chart with people. So we put the mm -hmm. goal in the middle and then, you know, picture like a spike coming out with another circle about each of these like yes, yeah. steps that we need to do to get there. And one of the circles is a big question mark. And we're just acknowledging that there are potential things that we don't know now that will come up along the way, or there may be things we already know we don't know, but definitely, but they're, we're acknowledging them. So they don't stop us later. Um, and then, I mean, it depends on the goal, of course, but then we take each of those little subsections and we break those down to, into steps. And it, Again, it depends on the goal. Sometimes you need to break those down further. And it sounds like a lot of work, but it's actually really fun. And mm. it's really motivating to do it. And you just kind of get messy and write all this stuff yeah. down. Um, and then what we do is we look at um, what makes the most sense now in terms of what can you do. Um, and if there is a timing thing, you know, what makes sense in, in terms of the timeline. Um, but that's where we go, just one, we only need to focus on one thing, right? And mm -hmm. so we've, we've got it all out, but what's the next one best step to take? And that uh, usually like the first step is actually what we did, right? So then, so then you look, okay, well, what's the next best step? And often it's an email or a phone call to somebody because right. you need help <laughs> and, yeah. um, or you need to inquire, you know, maybe you need to buy a web URL if you're trying to start a business. Like it's just one thing, right. And you just, mm -hmm. and you just, you don't need to do 20 things that day. You just do one. Yes. And, um, and so we, and, and in that, then we start to create an order, mm -hmm. but also knowing that we're flexible because sometimes we think we've got the order, but realize as we start to go that things need to change and that's okay. Right. So we really work on, um, being very, clear and concrete about what our goals are chunky we call it chunking it down into little steps and then having the flexibility to move them around as need be amazing do you mm -hmm. find do you find I'm just listening to you to speak about that and thinking of um personal experience do you find that it sort of builds people's confidence checking off the list. Like I'm a, I'm a list person. Yeah. I do weekly, I do weekly, daily mm -hmm. and monthly. Mm -hmm. And, and even like, and I, and I didn't even, I didn't know it, but even I, I've done it at work for a bazillion years, like handwritten, not computer. And scratching that off is just like, oh yeah, it gets me going, man. Like, do you, so do, do, you do you find that it can build confidence in people? A hundred percent. Like I've done this. So now I'm ready to do the next thing. Right. Yeah. And there's actually science behind it. Um, mm. so, um, doing, um, inspires doing essentially. Mm -hmm. So what the, I guess like the science behind it is that when we do something and we can put that check mark on our list, we're showing, we're giving ourselves evidence. We're just showing ourselves the proof <laughs> that we can, right? Mm, yeah. And because what happens a lot is, especially when it's something new, we're like, oh, I don't know if I can, or, and all those self doubts. But, and this is why I love this breaking it down, right? Because you you break it down such small steps of little things that you can do, and that builds your confidence. It shows you progress, which is exciting and motivating. Mm. And like, like you know, I love that same thing. I love like the check mark across the top. Like it's just so yeah. satisfying, right? And, yes. and, and yeah, so that, that's building your confidence, and that inspires you to take more actions. Mm -hmm. Exactly that. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. So that's sounds we were going to talk about um tools that you recommend to your clients mm. and friends 
to help to achieve those big goals. So that sounds like it might be your number one or one of the one of the biggest um, um, tools that you use. Do you have any others? Yeah, I mean, I have a ton. Um, and it, it again, it depends on the person, what their goals are, mm. what their challenges are. But um, in terms of general ones, I, I mentioned the that term brain dump. And um, mm. I learned that initially from Brooke. Um, <laughs> and um, it's one of the exercises I find so helpful. Um, another reason why we don't do is because we have so many things going around in our heads and because that's life, right? You know, you have to take your dog to the vet. You need to get your car serviced. You need to make dinner, grocery shop, you go to work, whatever all your work requires. And then there's yourself, you know, trying to fit all those things in. And, and so that can create that general sense of overwhelm that we have. Um, And then within that is that sometimes our personal priorities get shoved to the bottom and so with the brain dump, I find it really helpful because you, I always just, not quite as eloquent. And I just say, you just vomit it all out, right? Yeah. You worry, yeah. You don't worry about um, order. You don't worry about how you write it, spelling, anything. Just vomit out all the stuff that's in your head. Because once it's on paper and you can see it, then you can look at it. And anything that's really important, um, you schedule it into your calendar right away, just like it's an, an appointment, like, like you would mm. a dentist appointment. So the specific day and the time and the amount of time you're going to spend on it. And you cross those off. And there's other ones that you um, you can be like, I don't even have to do these at all. Why am I worrying about them? Or you can offload them perhaps to other people. Or you can see, oh, you know what? Good. I don't want to forget to do that. But actually, it's not important. I don't have to do it right now. Yeah. And then you can see your wants, such as, oh, I want to work out four days a week or drink more water or whatever it is. Yeah. And you schedule those things in as well. So you're making sure that you're hitting all the really important things that you want to do as Amazing. well as you to do, right? So That's a great concept. Yeah. yeah. And so the brain dump is one I give to everybody. Um, and you can do it a general one, but you can also do it for a specific thing. So if you were launching a business, what do you need to do? Or if you needed to, you had a big project in your business or at home that you wanted to do, um, even if you're trying to meal plan, okay, what is it that I need to do? I need, depending on how deep you're going, I need like these kinds of foods. Where do I get them? Um, you know, mm. containers, when will I do the prep time? And, you know, so you can, you can make it very general or you can hone it in on something really specific. Beautiful. Um, yeah. And then another one is, um, so I'm really big into writing it down. Like you even mentioned that too. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, the science shows that when you write, it creates a stronger connection. Mm-hmm. Um, typing is good too, because you're, it is a physical act of mm-hmm. um, putting um, the thoughts on, onto something visual. Paper. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Right. But apparently, apparently handwriting is better, but yeah. however it works, I encourage people to do it. Um, but the other one is, so we need to change our thinking a lot um, in our order to do a goal or to become who we want to be. Um, and so I have, um, I have a, another exercise where we write out the thought that we want to think that we are not thinking right now, mm-hmm. what, what we're thinking at the moment, and just write a, ho- a whole bunch of thoughts that progressively get towards that. Okay. Thought. Mm-hmm. So, because I guess the easiest one um, and I would be, I, you know, a lot of women in particular, we have um, body image mm-hmm. um, challenges. And so yeah. 
um, you know, say I look down at my legs and I think, well, maybe, you know, they're fat. Like, I don't like them. They're not lean and skinny like my friends. Um, so I, for me to say, no, just learn to love your body. That's mm. great. Like, not happening. You know, mm-hmm. we, don't, we don't work that way. Mm-hmm. So I need to just, I could just acknowledge my next thought. Instead of I hate my legs, I could just write, I have legs. It's very neutral. Mm. And, you know, it is like, it's not there yet. But, and I just say that and say that and say that until that feels natural and I'm not resisting it. And then I can change it to my legs are strong, mm. you know, until I'm feeling r- real and good with that. And then I can change it to, uh, you know, my legs um, carry me through my day, yes. and, you know, mm-hmm. and stuff like that until I can be like, I appreciate my legs. Right. And you just yes, feel and, and, until you get to, I love my legs. Right. Mm-hmm. But again, it's this patience thing. You're not going to get there overnight. So you yeah. just have to pull back and, take it little by little, these little steps. Yeah. Because if you try to force yourself to believe it, you won't. And then five years down the road, you're still looking at your legs and hating them. (laughs) Exactly. You know, where you could be loving them in nine months. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. Those are amazing tools. And sometimes simplicity is the best, right? Like nobody would think to, to think, to, to, to write something like that down, right. To get, yeah. to achieve a, a goal in, in mindset or, or in, in life. So thank you. Thank you for sharing those. Yeah. And you know, I just want to, um, add, um, I get that also people might roll their eyes at it because mm. I, I would have a couple of years as a couple of years ago. Oh, same. Well. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. I would have, I would say that is so ridiculous. Right. Um, and it's so funny how this, I've done this 180 because, um, like because I get it like I've been there and I understand that this could just sound so ridiculous but it's incredible that if you just try it how powerful it actually is mm-hmm. it's, it is quite mind-blowing yeah just open your mind right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. absolutely amazing thanks Chris so I just want to we're going to talk about habits and you and you did um bring them up briefly when you were telling us about uh setting taking small steps to achieve bigger goals so you have a whole uh, podcast episode on the power of habits and how they can affect you positively or negatively but also you you talk about that these habits can change Mm -hmm. just because you have a habit doesn't mean it has to be a lifelong habit and you can introduce new habits into your life you can get rid of old, old habits that aren't serving you. Can you talk to us about habits? Like what are the, what is the importance of habits and um, how do they affect us? And, and how, I know this is a broad question, but how, how do we um, determine if we need to lose one or add one or stay the same? Yeah. Awesome questions. Um, So habits initially can sound like the most boring thing in the world to talk about. Right. Um, And but the reality is that most of what we do is because of habits we've already formed. Um, we mm. are creatures of habit, no matter mm. how much we want to pretend we're rebels and or how <laughs> you know or how rebellious we are in some areas, we're still really habitual. And mm. um, so, basically, habits are automatic behaviors that require very little brain power because they're usually done at the subconscious level. And, mm. you know, an example would just be your morning routine. What do you do? You get out of bed, you probably go pee, you know, and hopefully flush and yeah. do all the things. You wash your hands and you brush your teeth, you wash your face, whatever it is you do, you're, you're not agonizing over those things. You don't have to be like, do I 
God, oh my gosh, right? You just, <laughs> like, you just do it, right? Yes, yeah. Um, and, so, and so those are habits. Like they're, like, and so that's why I think sometimes we, for, we don't realize how much of what we do is habit. And mm. basically it's most of what we do. And the reason why this is so important and so necessary for us is because that frees up our brain to focus on other topics. Uh, to focus mm. on other tasks, right? Mm. Um, and so habits are really beneficial to us, but they can, when they're not good habits, they can be hard to break because, so our, we can, we create habits and it's, it's literally like our programming and we repeat it or we, we create habits by repeated behavior. And mm. so when you repeat something often enough, that's when it becomes a habit. Mm-hmm. And so when you are creating a habit that just gets you through the day, like that's like the hand washing and the brushing your teeth, that kind of thing. Um, you know, those are things that are just needed so that you can exist and, and do things. And then there's habits that you can create, which around healthy living. And, you know, that could be diet, that can be movement, um, that can be pausing, self-care, whatever self, self-care looks like for you. It can, it's, it's deliberately incorporating those things into your lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there can be negative habits on the flip side, right? Poor do- diet choices, not taking care of yourself, mm-hmm. not prioritizing your needs. Um, and one thing I wanted to um, also point out are that habits are not just behaviors. They're not just actions. They're thoughts too. Mm. Um, and so that's, why sometimes we're, we do things and or we don't do things because of our um, our thinking loops. And mm. um, so we get stuck in these thinking patterns that hold us back because we think we can't do something or we look at life um, half full, no, half, what is it? With the cup half empty or half, right. half full rather yeah. than full. Yeah. yeah. And it's like they, like studies show that people who look at life with a cup half full are generally report that they're happier and are more successful and they Mm. do the things they want to do. Right. And so that is another, that's a habit. It's a habit of how, what your outlook is and Mm. how you view life. Mm. And it can feel like it's not. And a lot of habits feel like they're not choices because they are, they sort of aren't choices anymore. And that's why they can be Mm. tricky, tricky to break. Right. And tricky to make. Um, so a lot of habits have, um, do require willpower in the beginning, but willpower is finite. And willpower is also dependent on, on your mood in like on a day to day. And so if you're having a really bad day, if you got crappy sleep or you're dealing with some hard stuff emotionally, mm-hmm. you, your willpower reserves are a lot lower than when you're well rested, you're eating well, life feels great. Um, so so relying on willpower is not a great way to uh, make or break habits. Um, so, mm. yeah. And so, I'm uh, sorry, I'm <laughs> trying to collect my thoughts. So, and habits become, I forget if I said this, habits do become stronger over time because it's repetitive behavior and then mm. stronger. Yeah. And so the stronger they are, the harder they are to break if they're not mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that's why we're like, oh, I know the thing to do, but why aren't I doing it? Or I know the thing I shouldn't do, but I just keep doing it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's because it's a habit. It's because that's how you've, you've trained your brain. Um, and then, so I guess like 
sorry, I, my brain goes everywhere. This is my no, ADHD. same. <laughs> this is my ADHD. So I tried to, okay, where do we start? So you've probably heard of the term, the primitive brain or the lizard mm-hmm. brain. You know, yeah. Like that. So that part of our brain is the part that's responsible for self-preservation or like basically don't die, like keep us alive. Yes, yes, <laughs> yeah. So it loves habits because it loves things that are familiar. Because if it's safe, familiar, yeah. yeah, it's familiar, it's safe. That means, yes, let's do it. Mm-hmm. What it can't determine is between good and bad habits. Mm. And, yeah. And a lot of that comes because we get a little dopamine hit when we do something. It's like a reward, like, oh, do something. And, you know, and that feels good. And a lot of bad habits feel good. Yeah. And, and they don't hurt us in the moment. In fact, it's almost the opposite, right? Because we get that dopamine hit, so they feel mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. And so we don't know that, you know, eating McDonald's is not the best thing. I mean, we know, but our our primal brain doesn't get that. Right. Um, where it doesn't understand that over time, that could cause some serious health implications for us, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, so, and so that is why um, habits are really hard. It relies on habits and it does not like them to change because in its head it's a good thing it's not hurting us right now so it's safe it's familiar don't make me change Mm. (laughs) and and this is where this like resistance comes from um and the other piece is that when we create a change if we're trying to um if we have a goal and we want to go after it we it incorporates an identity change and that also is alarming for our primitive brain because Mm -hmm. it's doesn't know who we are in in that form you know it doesn't like if you wanted to be a runner and you don't run well it's like I'm not a runner because you don't tell yourself you run and and it doesn't Mm. associate itself with that so it doesn't want to change because Mm -hmm. it's not comfortable and it's not who it identifies as and then in a bigger sense um like one of the core human fears is a fear of rejection and a lot of times when we want to make changes, it's actually our friends and family who are not in our courts, Yeah. whether it's consciously or, or not totally. consciously, um, because change may, when we change, it can make other people uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, and so again, that goes back to that willpower is um, when you're trying to make a habit change, if you're, you know, your brain is balancing, okay, this is different, uh, different is, is scary. And also, oh my gosh, what will people think of me? Then you're, you have to rely on willpower and just like, okay, how much do I want this? I'm going to do it. Whereas like, if you can make a habit of something, it creates, it's small changes first mm-hmm. and it sort of eases you into the change. It eases your primal brain into the change and it eases others into the change as well. Although yes. you shouldn't, you shouldn't not do things or do things for other people, but that's a whole other thing. Yeah. 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 Totally. But important still for sure. And that is. Yeah, that is something that I I talk about too a lot is support, right? And yeah. I think you're right. I think that change scares a lot of people, particularly if it's in a household where you're used to something being one way all the time, right? Yeah. And one person wants to make a change. Yeah, that hard. can be intimidating and scary for sure. One hundred percent, right? And, and yeah, I think couples have that a lot. If if one wants to make you know diet changes and the other mm-hmm. doesn't, like it it can be really hard, and you can end yeah. up falling back. Um, Definitely. Yeah. Okay. Very, that, that's, that's amazing. Thanks, Chris. And I think that that leads us, this is like a perfect segue into the next, uh, 
the next topic, which is excuses. And I love, I think you called it like excuses be gone or something like that. And you talked about excuses and, and I'd like to know, like, why do you think that we use excuse? This is a, a loaded question. Why do you think we use excuses as a crutch? How do they hold us back from our goals? And what can we do to rewrite the stories we tell ourselves? So let's, let's start. I'll start with why do you think we use excuses as a crutch? Okay. Yeah. I mean, excuses are rationalizations about people, circumstances, events that we make up and we tell ourselves or we tell others to make ourselves feel better. Um, Mm. You know, and they're invented reasons that we create to defend our actions or our inactions. And basically so that we don't have to take ownership Mm. for things we don't like in our lives, right? Yep. Nailed it. Yeah. And so it's, it's really a defense mechanism mm-hmm. when it comes down to it. And um, yeah, because why? Change is scary. Yeah. Okay. So it's an easy, it's easy to use an excuse as a crutch, right? So easy. And again, okay. there's like, you know, also it can come down to fear of failure. People don't like failing. That's another Absolutely. fear, right? Absolutely. Um, yeah. So if you're not doing anything, you don't have to take responsibility if it doesn't work out. Yeah. So again, it's a self-preservation uh, crutch. A hundred percent. And that would, I guess, lead us into the next part. How do they hold us back from our goals? Mm-hmm. Exactly that. And I've been yeah. guilty of that myself. You 100%. Know? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm busy right now, or it was summer, or I don't have the time for this right now. That can hold us. I could see how that could hold people back from their goals big yeah. time, right? Yeah. So how do we rewrite the stories that we tell ourselves? Yeah. So, I mean, it's complicated. People are complicated, Mm -hmm. but this all circles back to our habits and to small steps because, Mm. um, so if we wanted to make a change, you know, so yeah, say you're like, okay, I'm balancing two jobs. Um, and I, I don't have time to be this level of healthy that I want to be. We'll start somewhere. Right. Mm. And, um, and when we look at our habits, it, the best way to build a habit is to build it on the back of another existing good habit. Yeah. So, yeah. So one, um, like I use this one a lot because I think it is relevant to a lot of people. And it was one that I used myself is I realized I was not drinking a lot of water at all. Mm. And, um, and I just, I don't like, I just don't love the taste of it. I'm not going to lie. So I have to get creative to get my water in and I do now. And now I, it's a habit. So it's not agony like it was before. And I don't mm-hmm. have this feel like, Oh my God, I need to drink more water. And the way I started doing it was, um, with, a small, very small glass of water, um, beside my bed. Um, and what I tell some, uh, some other people, because they will just ignore the water beside their bed is they put a really small cup and I'm talking small, like child size cup in their bathroom beside their toothbrush. And so you brush your teeth because that's an automatic behavior. You're going to do that every morning. Yeah. Yeah. You put your toothbrush down, you take that cup of water and it's small and you, maybe you, you even only fill it half full and you drink it. And so if you say you've only, you only drank two glasses of water a day normally, now you've drank in 2.5 or 2.33, mm, yeah. mm-hmm. right? Which is better than not improving at all. Mm-hmm. And so you do that. And then when that becomes a habit, maybe the glass is now all the way full or maybe you increase your glass size, right? Mm. And it's just a way to, and it didn't take any time out of your day besides 
the, how many seconds to fill a glass and, and drink it. So it takes away some of those excuses of I don't have time, right? Because you mm-hmm. don't like, you might not get to your big goal right now, but you can just take little steps, which are just tiny little adjustments, adjusting your habits or building new ones. And you, you can find time for those when you look at, like, just look at your life, look at your schedule and you see where does it make sense to add something like that in. And because all the little things count, right? Like it doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. And so like, yeah, you might not be exactly where you want to be, but you're on your way. And it's, I love that. I love that example. I love Mm -hmm. that example because you know, any like health magazine or whatever, you're going to listen to something or read something. And it was always like, I remember like Giselle Bunchen, like I drink a liter of lemon water in the morning before I do anything. Yeah. And as a bit, as the opposite of you as a huge water drinker, my whole life, even that thought to me was friggin' like terrifying. I was like, yeah. I can't fucking drink a no. liter of water when I wake up, no. but people will hear that. And, and especially I can, I could imagine as a non-water drinker, and this is just like, this is context, right? Like this is, this could be to any goal, but yeah. that would be overwhelming. So totally. I love you tying in the idea of smaller steps and mm-hmm. exactly that doing something like a little, you know, like friggin' 50 mils of water yes, <laughs> instead exactly. of a thousand, right? right? And then building up on that. So what a fantastic, yeah. what a fantastic tie into that. That's amazing. Yeah, right. And you hit the nail on the head with the overwhelm. And that's, again, that's what it goes back to. We don't do the things we want to do because it's overwhelming to to figure out how to get there, right? And then you use the excuse like, well, mm-hmm. I'm on the, I have friends that, that don't drink a lot of water and two of them happen to be in sales. So it's like, well, I'm on the road all day and I don't yeah. have to pee or I don't, I just have coffee, you know, <laughs> because I'm tired. And I'm, and then it's like, okay, well, how can, how can you change that? Right. And that's, and those are excuses. They're excuses. Yeah. You know, exactly mm-hmm. that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Anything else on excuses? Um, what else? I don't know. I, I just think, um, you know, we tell, you said it in your intro into this section too, is like, we tell ourselves stories and mm. our stories are not necessarily true. They're mm. often excuses. And, um, and so a lot of that means that we have to do that hard work and take a look at our narrative and see what we're telling ourselves and why and call ourselves on our own BS. Sorry, I don't know if I can swear. Oh, you can swear your head off. This is, expl- this is rated explicit. Oh, okay. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. No, I mean, like, that's my whole thing. I'm like, I always say, I'm like, you got to own your shit and yeah. call yourself out on your own bullshit. Like you yeah. have to, cause no, like nobody else can change for you. And yeah. uh, so, it, so when you're ready, just own it and be humble be vulnerable and laugh at yourself if you need to and go for it. I love it. I love it. Okay. So let's uh, talk to me about the power of positive thinking and confidence. <laughs> yeah. Why are they, uh, I mean, it's obvious, but you tell us like what, it's not obvious. Sorry, it's not obvious. <laughs> it seems like it would be obvious is what I wanted to say. So why are they important and how do you help people get to positivity and, and confidence in themselves? Yeah, and I imagine a lot of people need need help with that. Oh my god, most people. <laughs> oh yeah, pro- yeah, most people. Right, one hundred percent. And before, like, I also want to start with. I know I'm like this giggly, high pitched voice person. Like, <laughs> you are it's so cute. Say. I love it. Like, but but like, I have a real grumpy side, and 
you know, I mean, I want to project positivity in my business. So I do allude to it in my podcast a lot, but I'm not sure how much people believe me. But I mean, you can ask anybody who knows me well, like I, I get I can go from zero to 100 very quickly. Mm-hmm. I, I, I can have explosive anger and I am grumpy. And so, um, so first of all, not to be like, oh, yeah, sure. Easy for her to say because she's like this happy person. Right, like, right. No, yep. not true. Like I mm-hmm. struggle a lot just like everybody else. Mm. So what I've done is I've made a deliberate choice to be happy and find the happy. And some days are crappy and not my best days. Yeah. But generally, it, again, is a choice, right? It's an active yes. choice that I'm making a habit of doing. Mm-hmm. So, um, and, and then going back to that flexibility piece that I said before, I guess it, flexibility and forgiveness, just sometimes you have a bad day. Sometimes you fail, but you learn so much from failure or it's just a bad day and fine. Don't, you know, like we can always do better. We always have moments where we're like, yeah, that was not my best moment, but yeah. Oh we, yeah. Moving on. Right. Yeah. Um, and so with positivity, you can't make yourself be this, you know, happy, skipping down the street person. If that's not who you are, that's not who you are. But what you can do is change that narrative a little bit so that it's not as negative. Right. Mm-hmm. And again, like hit that neutral point. So, mm. um, and so I do, I am big into gratitude, but not, you know, don't be crazy. You don't have to write a novel. And I, I do like writing it down. I think that's, yeah. that's powerful, yeah. but, um, but I also, encourage people to be really creative with their gratitude because otherwise I think you get it into a gratitude rut where you're sort of checking it off the list, but you're not really getting the benefit out of it because Mm. you'll start to say the same thing. Like, Oh, I'm like grateful for my partner. Yeah. Why? Like be specific. Mm. Like, you know, like you could be something like, Oh, I'm grateful that my partner decided to leave the room when he had to past yeah like you know because it's funnier right yeah yeah, it's totally that's that's like you make yourself laugh that's good for your brain and and it keeps you creative and it it makes you actually think about it but and it's not hard like and it's because gratitude and positivity doesn't need to be some grand thing it just Mm. it's just like the little things because like life is all about the little things right yeah for sure so so what I try to encourage is don't don't ever try to be unrealistic about when it comes to you and who you are as a person. So do it your way, right? And if you want to get really specific and write a whole paragraph about something you're grateful for, go for it if that's you. But if you just want to do fart jokes, like that's totally fine too. <laughs> totally, right? yeah. And, and, and like it doesn't have to look one way. It's what the point of it is just being intentional about it and choosing to take that, even if it's just one moment in your day, to be like, okay, I'm just gonna stop and I'm look, gonna look for three good things. Amazing. And, right. And and mm-hmm. that's when you're doing that, goes all the way back to when we were talking about um, habits, that wires your brain towards positivity. Mm. So you will start looking at life with the glass half full rather than half empty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then what about confidence? I feel like that would be hard. Does does that yeah. does positivity tie into that? So positivity definitely ties into confidence. So does doing, so does having a plan. I, I, mm. I think that a lot of times, um, and this is, again, goes back to, I mean, it's not exactly the same, but it's related to how, when I goal set with people, how I really drill down and I'm like, I want that, I want to be able to make a statue of your goal. Like, what does that goal look like, right? It needs to be very concrete. And 
we don't, we sometimes can lose confidence or, or not, it's hard to build confidence when we're living in vague, right? Because it, like vagueness is, we don't really know where we're going. So we don't know if we're doing it right. Mm. We don't know what we should be doing. And it's all these little things. And then we start comparing to other people. Oh, well, you know, she's doing this and we're the same age and I don't have that. And yeah, you yeah, know. yeah. Comparing and so, is, yeah. Yeah. And so it's, it's, it's about not comparing. It's about looking yeah. at your life and who you are and what, works for you and what truly do you want and you know finding the positive things in your life and being very um clear on what you want right and and I I think those pieces are what builds your confidence because then Mm. you're confident to know okay no this is who I am this is what I want this is how I show up and how I want I choose to show up and want to show up and this is like my goal and where I'm going and um I don't care what other people are doing is not, mm-hmm, that, you know, mm-hmm. and um, that's like obviously really summarized, but I, no, I that's it's, great. It's, it's really a combination. Um, and when I work with people, a lot of times they don't realize it's confidence they lack. Yeah. Um, actually, it was a big like, whoa, when I realized I was like, oh my God, I don't have confidence. And I didn't realize that for a while. Mm. Um, and so when I started pulling it in by with all these other, with these different avenues, you really start to feel a lot more grounded. And when you feel grounded, you feel sure, you feel able, you feel confident. (laughs) Totally. And I think confidence, it has to be such a wide, uh, I don't know what the word is, topic or whatever it is, or, or area, vast area, because you, I imagine, and I know personally, like you can have so much confidence in certain areas or think you're the most confident in the world, somebody else, and then realize that maybe there is a, a part of your life or in something that you do where you're not quite as confident, right? So I feel everybody could learn could learn from working on that, 100%. I would think. Yeah, yeah, 100%. So on that note, um, not on confidence, but on, on mindset in general, could you give us, since I have you, you've <laughs> given us a couple tools, could you just give us two simple tips or tricks that we can incorporate today to better our mindset? Yeah, I think number one would be just get into a, a, um, that um, gratitude practice okay. um, habit. And if that feels too wooey or feels too... Um, I don't know, like mundane, just pick one. It doesn't have to be three things, you know, like walk out your door and say, I'm going to look for something good. Just look for something good. Right? Okay. Mm-hmm. And so, and then make a habit of every day you are in your car, like, you know, driving for work, like look for one good thing. Like maybe you see people hug on the sidewalk and like, mm. that's a nice thing. Right. And so just, mm-hmm. just look for one good thing. And, and I think that is, it's like such a crazy it seems like a, a crazy thing because it, it seems really insignificant, but I find that you see what you look for. So when yes, you're grumpy, mm-hmm. right? When you're grumpy, you see all the jerks. You like, <laughs> right? You like get brushed up and you're like, <laughs> like, you know, and, totally. Right? Yeah. And he's like, everything bugs you. But when you're yeah. happy, you, somebody might bump you on the street and then you look at them and without scowling and they're like, Oh my gosh, sorry. And then you have like, end up standing at the stoplight and you have this great conversation. Totally. (laughs) So so that's why I think like, if you don't want to do gratitude, fine, but look for one good thing. Just just look for the good. Okay. I love it. Yeah. That would be my number one thing to say. And then can you refresh my mind? Is this for positivity or confidence? Mindset, just a better mindset. mindset. So all (laughs) of the things, both of those things. Yeah. Um, and then, oh, that's a good one. I think the num- the next one, which we haven't even talked about, but um, 
I have gotten in, into meditation. Mm. And um, again, like this is a big topic too, but uh, in a nutshell, meditation does not have to be this like 40 minute or even 20 minute affair where you try to find nirvana and blah, 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 right? Like yeah. I often do one minute meditation because it just gives you that one minute of pause of slow, deliberate breathing. And that can really help bring down anxiety mm. and stress levels. So you are clearing your mind, even if it's just a little bit, you're, or you're slowing that whirl in your mm -hmm, mind. Mm -hmm. And that helps bring you clarity and confidence as well. Like sometimes if you just do that, you're having this problem, you're like, ah, it's so stuck. Just meditate for a couple of minutes. Beautiful. Clears mm -hmm. your mind. So, okay. Yeah, I think Great. Two, and those are two easy tools. And I love the one minute idea. I need to oh, yeah. start to... Uh, I need to start doing that. Yeah. Okay, Chris, the last question of the pod is always, what is one of your favorite things that you do for self-care? Oh my gosh. Uh, hmm, this is hard just to mm -hmm. pick one. I'm a Pisces. Mm -hmm. I can't do this. <laughs> <laughs> Making excuses right here. <laughs> <laughs> See? Um, okay. I, I would say um, I love music. I just, I love my music. Ooh, I love yeah. cranking my music and like, it just like, you get moving, you get grooving. It makes, it just makes you feel better. I just like, if I'm grumpy, I just put on a tune that I know like pumps me up and yes, yeah, feels good. That's music it. is fabulous. <laughs> I do the, the same thing, man. It can really turn your day around. I couldn't yeah. agree more. Yeah. You're the right. first and person to answer that. That's great really? answer. Yes. Okay. Cause I didn't know if I was cheating by not saying like, take time to yourself. No, God, no. It's, it's, like, it's entirely what it's yeah. just one thing that you love doing. And that's such a fab, fab answer. It's easy. It's free. <laughs> yes. And I love that too. Yeah. Okay. Amazing, Chris. Thank you so much. Um, I, this was everything I hoped it would be. I think you gave us a lot to think about a lot of tools. Where can people find you if they want to reach out to you? Oh yeah. Awesome. So I'm on Instagram the most. Um, and my handle is, this is a little bit better. And my website is, uh, no, this is, it's just, um, a little bit better.ca. And yeah, those are the two places I'm on Instagram the most. So you can all attach there. both, all attach yeah. both in the show notes. Um, if anybody wants to work with you or just follow you and kind yeah. of see what's going on in your life, Chris has three kids and a husband and she's busy and momming and helping people feel better and all the things. So definitely things. check her out. You're the best. This was so fun. Was oh, this pleasure. was so good. Thank you so much for your time. Oh, and you. uh, I'll be, we'll be talking soon. Yay, that's good. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Hi friends. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast and you were able to gain some new insight and knowledge into wellness. The goal here is to develop healthy habits for long-term success in health and happiness. Speaking of health and happiness, if you're feeling like you're not living in the body you should be, reach out to me. Work with me to transform your energy, reduce inflammation, shed pounds, sleep better, and feel damn good. My 12-week one-on-one program is available now. 
Email me at amberpatchla, A-M-B-E-R-P-A-C-H-L-A at yahoo.ca to book your free 45-minute consultation and see if we are the right fit. I love helping others, and I know I can help you if you're ready. If you enjoy the podcast, it would mean so much to me if you could subscribe and follow and leave a review on iTunes. Sharing on Instagram and Facebook also is immensely appreciated. Let's continue our shift into wellness, support each other along the way, and be the best we can be from the inside out. Thank you.